What's the expression of the day? There has to be an expression of the day. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> Is that good? Did you pick that up? Oh, wait, do it again, do it again. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah? All right. You don't even need hands anymore. Do you just like... I wasn't watching the camera. I was watching my recording. Do you just like click or something with your mouth? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. That's like, good. There's like different variations, right? Where yeah. There's like the... There's that, but there's like a more, there's a louder one, which is like, you know, so your your, your tongue mm-hmm. is more suspended to the roof and there's more like friction and then you release it and then it creates that sound. Whereas with the other one, it's kind of like your tongue is rolling back along the roof as you do it. Right. <laughs> there's a whole I don't part. know why, I, I don't know why I have this information, but tongue I do. Tongue physics. Yeah. Tongue physics, linguistics. <laughs> Yeah, I'm mean, there are there are click languages, so no. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, there, there are some languages like I think uh in East Africa, Eastern Africa, Eastern Sub-Saharan something, yeah. Something like that and uh yeah, they have these clicking yeah. Um, like sounds which almost act like letters. Yeah, they're they're part of the like part of their alphabet basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of words yeah. start with the click, so you'll be yeah. like and then something. Uh it's it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was anyway, <laughs> that was a little light version of Lingthusiasm for you guys. Check out oh, their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I like them at the very least. Uh, I'll say that much. Uh, anyways, uh, how are you doing, Zabir? <laughs> good, good. How are you? I'm good too. So, uh, was that enough pre rambling for the episode? Or I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just, just asking. Or. <laughs> Well, now that you said it, we can't we can't really ramble anymore. If, if you already brought up the question, it's not like we're gonna go back into rambling. Yeah, if that, I say no, it's not enough rambling. Yeah, that, <laughs> we can always ramble more then. But okay, let's uh, let's. Uh, that's that's a that's a post ramble, not a exactly pre post ramble pre preamble, preamble. Not a preamble, no. Yeah. Preamble, preamble, yeah. <laughs> pre ramble. <laughs> okay, here we go. So uh, I was telling you before the call that I have a bunch of topics just listed out. I'm just going to choose one, which just feels kind of fitting in the sense that like it sets the stage well for certain things. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. Uh, and in my typical fashion, when I write topics, I just have like a few words. It's very terse. <laughs> oh, very what? Very obscure. Kind of, yeah. Like I'll need to expand on it a little bit. But uh, I, I literally just wrote, why so serious question mark <laughs> okay. okay there we have our title then but, yeah that it works as a title too i didn't think of it like that but <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so why so All serious right. and right. like the, yeah the thinking behind it roughly was that uh when it comes to stuff that people do like projects or not just projects work whatever just things in general to be honest that there are <laughs> sometimes people take the uh, the results too seriously or like the, like they'll try to plan things a lot in terms of how they want things to go and what kind of expectations they have and then you know they'll uh they'll like judge themselves based on those expectations but i'm kind of saying like 
just have less expectations in general for the stuff you do. Like having less expectations is a pretty general topic and it applies to like things like less expectations for other people or relationships or this or that. Like that too, but I, here I'm talking more specifically about like expectations for the stuff that you work on in some way or like the goals that you have for your for yourself. Um, and I, I feel like we've touched on this kind of thing before, but I want to talk more specifically about it. Like, you know, just should we like are we putting too many expectations on what we do for ourselves i feel like we need to put less expectations just in general i'll do, flesh do it out more wanna, as time goes on but yeah do you want to flesh it out a little more or like okay an example within some context yeah so uh one might be like <laughs> I've, honestly like I'll, I'll admit part of this is a little bit meta like with regards to the podcast i mean it, it's not just about that believe me but like for example like the idea of thinking that we have to have like a perfect topic in mind not just for a podcast this could be for like a youtube video too or whatever like before you can start working on it um and like you know like you spend a lot of time like trying to get the right thing and feeling like oh you know this doesn't make the cut that doesn't make the cut you know i need something better and i feel like that 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 causes like unnecessary like i wouldn't call it suffering <laughs> but something like uh just some kind of pain or <laughs> struggle is a good word <laughs> sure suffering yeah and i'm trying to figure out like what the right bar is because probably should be some kind of bar i just don't know where or how you know um you have any thoughts on that so far hmm um i broadly agree okay yeah uh, i think i i mainly go from my experience um and i have a bit of a i have this habit of planning too far ahead like and I think that comes under the under the sphere of like expectations, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm sometimes I fall into this trap of like, I can't I can't take a step forward until I've got like everything down to a T, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with this comes an expectation of okay, well, if you have it down to a T, you have to work through it in the same manner that you laid it out, right? Think that's, yeah. I think that stifles um, progress in other directions. Like when, when uh, let's, let's take an example of like creating something. What's a creative thing you can do? Like let's say you want to write a write like a blog post or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, you'll have like all these ideas. You'll have all these uh, different types of blog posts you want to write, uh, and then you'll have like for for any given blog post you have like this idea of what it should look like at the end once you're done right you have this idea of what what the final product's going to look like yeah. and so throw as you as you work on this blog post you continue to try to imagine that final product uh and as you write each paragraph you're like is this is this um is this uh converging on what i think or what i on on what i expect it to be right at the end uh, and yeah. anything, well, at least for me, anything that doesn't quite converge on it, on the final product or the imagined product, I kind of almost disregard it or I take a step back and I'm like, okay, this is not working. I need to like, I need to keep on going until I hit this final vision. Um, and I'll be the first mm-hmm. to admit that this is actually not the best way to do creative stuff, right? Because uh, you'll, yes, you'll have this initial idea of what you like. But then as you start to work through the problem or the, the creation process, your, your idea sh- should be open to changing. I don't think it should stay consistent throughout and like rigid. Because mm-hmm. as you work through, you learn more stuff about what it is you're working on, right? 
your own perception of what it is changes. If you're working on a blog post about some, I don't know, a scientific uh, finding, or about some some yeah. con- or like about history, for example, you'll you'll think about like that event in history before you start writing, and then as you start doing research and start writing, it changes your perception of it changes, right? And so I think mm-hmm. I think it's a good practice to to be open to changing your your uh, your course as you continue as you, working as you on go it. along yeah okay but uh, this is a problem so i keep I on running into myself as well okay that's good in a way that you like you have that experience with it because that's like i was thinking already of like the perspective of like okay before you even start working on the thing itself like just uh like you know the ideas like how do you decide whether an idea is worth it or not that kind of thing but then there's also the separate issue of like once you start working on an idea like you know are you staying faithful to that idea or not and how concerned should you be about that so i guess in a in a way they're they're actually kind of related these two issues because uh sometimes the reason people don't start working on a certain idea is because they underestimate it from the start because in their minds they have a track that they think it's going to go down like oh if i if i start with this idea this is how it's going to go when i flesh it out when i like write the blog post or make the video or the whatever and they think that that final result won't be that good or something whereas well you don't know for sure you could actually you have you have some room to like you know steer it in a certain direction if you want like you don't like i feel like people uh, sometimes we feel limited by the potential of something like an idea just based on the merits of the idea itself and that might be because of some kind of rigid thinking in terms of oh we have to do it this certain way and that like yeah if you're if you're like if you're going to explain if you feel like there's only an elementary level school level of uh explanation for a certain topic then yeah of course you're gonna feel like oh it's not worth talking about this or writing about this or whatever but if you're open to like the idea of okay how do i generalize this more or like you know how do i get a bit creative with it you know go up then i think like people will be more open to like even what kind of ideas they select they'll be more open in that regard yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, normally, normally you should be very critical of what you write or what you create. Um, I'm just gonna, gonna I'm just gonna continue with the writing example because it's the most tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, you should be very critical. Uh, I think, yeah, gen- generally that is good practice. But I feel like with a lot of creative areas, um, sometimes I think like the bar is different when when it comes to creative writing or things that stuff that you write about which. It's kind of more personable or, you know, less so on the rigid hard facts side, more so on the narrative or more so on the story side, right? Taking somebody yeah. through a cold journey. I think the bars are different. Like, whereas whereas being self-critical when it comes to, like, a j- journal article is of the utmost importance, being yeah. critical of something that's more, like, narrative-driven is uh, it's probably not the best way to go about it. Uh, okay yeah okay i see what you're saying because uh yeah that's good because uh right but there are cases where yeah it wouldn't make sense to say that okay you always uh you should never be critical about like you know from the beginning about like how a certain topic is going to go like when it's like yeah more about hard facts then the progression is a bit more rigid and like sometimes you know that okay like for example if you're a researcher and like you're deciding whether to research something or not you you actually have to weigh you know how likely is it that i'll get like a significant result although even that to be honest is is its own discussion because sometimes like people should still investigate things where they don't think they'll get a significant finding i believe but still like yeah like it's reasonable to say in that case like okay 
I have these two things I can investigate. This one is more likely to give me some kind of promising results than that one. And you can't you can't fudge around with the results that much, and you're not supposed to any right. So in that case, I guess like having that kind of threshold or bar of like what kind of topic like is actually worthwhile to investigate that makes sense whereas you're saying with creative things since you yourself have more of an input and more uh, agency in deciding the route uh that you can be a little bit more open in terms of what you start with uh yeah yeah um but i think i think uh the second part of what i was trying to say which i didn't quite say yet was uh how we're often how often we're often like uh, or let's say we default to being critical right because that's yeah. kind of what we're used to in a way uh like yeah. w- what you write when you write for a school for example you you kind of triple check what you write and you're like okay it's, does this make sense right um is this consistent with what's out there uh but like yeah we default to that and then when it comes to like doing things that are more narrative driven slash creative we kind of ad- we kind of adopt the same framework of critique mm-hmm. i think it's uh I think it's like mis misplaced, you know. Uh, when it comes to creative stuff, I feel like it's much more important what the audience thinks or whoever it is you're like creating something for. Uh, sometimes there will be no audience, like if you're just building something that you want to keep at home or I don't know something like that. But I think like broadly, it's more important what the what the final recipient thinks. Okay, so you're saying like there could be. A- are are you saying that there might be cases where someone is critical of their own work but actually like the audience might be receptive to it or like the audience might like it so in that case they're being they're stifling yeah. themselves from yeah, putting exactly. something out of value yeah like you're stopping yourself from doing something because you think oh this is not my best work or this is not something that i'm proud of um i think we should be more receptive to like actually putting it out there um and actually this this podcast is a good idea a good example of that because uh, yeah. there have been a few ghost episodes that we didn't release. Um, mm-hmm. And some of them, they were objectively bad because of some audio qualities. You know. That's like a technical <laughs> thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But others, I could argue, were actually not as bad as we thought of them in the moment. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. screw this. This is like, this is garbage, you know? <laughs> but then like, maybe for some people, it's actually really good. You know, it's it's a good episode. They enjoy it. It's just that we... We kind of, uh, we're too harsh on ourselves. Right, yeah, that's kind of like what I was uh, getting at uh, even from the beginning. And like, uh, I, I, when it comes to these more creative things, I feel like uh, since there's so much like room or space within which like, you know, like you can take things and stuff, like two people can talk about the same topic, but in like wildly different ways, right? So it's like the the thing you talk about, maybe to you it feels like, oh, it could have been better if it was like this. Like you have some standard in your mind for what it could have been and it fell short of that. Um, but then like the the audience doesn't have that standard in their mind. It's not like the audience knows that, oh, this is what you're aiming for and you only managed to do 50% of that or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, like they don't have that standard in mind. So to them, they're looking at the work on the merits of the work itself. Like if there's something new and interesting to them, you know, then that's uh, like that's good that's good enough for them like really i'd say what people should watch out for as far as expectations is like not doing things which are like actively like negative or just completely like boring or a waste of time or repetitive like yeah that's not bringing value to people and sometimes it actually does the opposite but like if you if you're generally speaking i'm on the side of like if you're putting something out that's original it 
in some sense. Doesn't mean completely original. Doesn't mean no one's ever talked about it before, but it means like you haven't, it's not like you've heard this somewhere else and you're just echoing it. Like you've, you've actually come up with it on your own. You've given it some thought. Then like you should err on the side of putting it out there, you know? And even though I, I have that kind of philosophy in my mind, I feel like there are cases where I don't even follow that much. Like, uh, I don't think I've publicly announced my, I have a blog. I haven't publicly announced it yet. I'm not going to say what it's about. <laughs> yet, but... <laughs> Should add a confetti sound effect in post. Should you what? <laughs> a confetti <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> Maybe. But actually, to be honest, part. look, even the fact that I'm like, I haven't told as many people yet about it, that's kind of a sign. Like I've told you about it, like what it's about, like you've seen it, that kind of thing. But like not that many, like I've shown maybe one other person, like my family and yeah. another friend, something like that. But like I, I ask myself, like, why am I hesitating to show people it's because I think that they're going to have some, like, they're going to have the same expectation for it that I have for it. But that's not true. Because to them, it's like, mm. by default, I'm doing nothing. Or, like, I have nothing to show them. Like, and then if I show them something, then it's like, okay, that's still something. Versus to me, it's like, oh, I wish I had five posts by now. I only have two or that kind of thing. But, like, they're not aware of that, you know? So it's like this artificial kind of barrier. Yeah, it's not like they can peer into your mind and be like, oh, he he wanted to do five, but there's only two, you know, ha ha, <laughs> look at this guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's not like that, right? It's you, what, what they see is what they get, basically. Yeah. I think it's, it's like a, <laughs> a hard hurdle to cross because it's like, it just keeps popping up in your mind, but like you, I guess you just have to get used to it. And I, I, I feel, feel like with these kinds of things, it's the kind of thing where sometimes you just gotta like do it without thinking too hard about it like put it out there and then like that's gonna that's what's gonna give you the confidence to keep going you know like that one comment that one positive comment could be what it like the what's it, the validation that it takes to you know give you the confidence to keep going but you won't get even that comment if you don't put it out there like before you put it out you're concerned like oh well like i maybe i'll only get one or two comments but honestly, that one or two comments is still pretty good. Like, you know, like once you get it, like when it's a hypothetically in your mind, you're concerned about the numbers, like how many people are going to watch this, how many people are going to yeah. comment on it nicely. But then that's so different from when you just get the actual concrete feedback, not feedback necessarily, whatever, appreciation, whatever, that kind of thing. And it's like, that's an actual thing that you feel, you know? So it's like, we have to think about things less numerically in terms of the results and more in terms of the, like the qualitative feeling, I think. Yeah, there there have been a few occasions where... You know, okay, from an analytic standpoint, this podcast is not, like, competitive by any any stretch or any measure. Um, yeah. But there have been occasions where, like, uh, I received a message from somebody who listened, or maybe that happened to you as well. And, like, they actually had something to add on. Like, they, they listened to an episode, and they were like, oh, this is very interesting. This is, like, you know, this, th- these are my thoughts, right? And actually, yeah. that alone feels like it feels like the podcast pays itself, you know, when when you get something yeah. like that, um, because w- with a lot of these creative things, it's not so much about even though like it's very easy to think about it this way, it's not so much about the analytics as it is about um, reception in terms of like uh, quote human reception because there's the, the analytical side of like numbers, like there's how many people watched it, there's how many people listened to it, there's how many people read it, right? Then there's mm-hmm. like something more human in a way, where which is like uh, how many people actually meaningfully got something from it uh, and reached out to you, right? Uh, yeah. Telling you how much yeah. they enjoyed it. I, that's like on a different level compared to any type of uh, 
analytics. Right. Like it's literally because that, that thing that you released, whatever it is, whether it's a podcast episode or a blog post or whatever, um, imagine like you record it, but you don't release it or like you type it up, but you don't post it or that kind of thing. It literally takes like, well, okay, I guess in the case of an episode, you have to do some editing. That's true. But like generally, like it doesn't take too much effort to just put it out there, you know, and if you just, if you, if you said, nah, they're not going to like it. And so you don't put it out, then there's just going to be people who are missing out on something that they could have gotten access to that they could have enjoyed, which like, I'm sure that there's been like videos you've watched that you've enjoyed or things like that for, or even episodes from other podcasts or things where like the creators were hesitant about whether they should release it or not, you know, or maybe they thought about just scrapping it at certain points because they thought, ah, you know, how's the audience going to feel about this? And then they just pushed forward with it. And then afterwards they say like, wow, it, it was such a good decision to put this out there. You know, like I can't believe that there's a point when I was like, uh, like, you know, too hesitant about it or debating it or that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. I'd say in, I, also, okay, I want to bring up an, another point, which is kind of the flip of this, unless you had something to respond right now. Uh, I was just going to say, what's, what's your ratio of, like, things pub, pub, uh, published versus things, like, in the works in terms of the blog posts? Like, I think I think right you have, now? like, what, two, two, two blog posts online? <laughs> I, have t- I have two up, and I have four others which are in the works, and I haven't worked on them for a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like... And, and part of it is that, like, feeling of, like... Like, oh, you know, <laughs> is, is anyone actually going to read this or enjoy it? But then uh, this segues well into my next point, actually, which is like, I, I, for uh, as much as we've talked about, like, you know, the audience appreciation, even even if something hypothetically got like next to no views or listens or that kind of thing, I think sometimes it's still worth putting it out because, well, one, if the process is sufficiently enjoyable, then that's reason enough. And two, just that motivation of the potential that someone could watch it or read it at some point yeah that, that's that what was, it takes to actually do the thing that was my you know? i was gonna ask you this question or propose this like should we should we do creative things if there isn't any end like uh recipient you know is it mm-hmm. worth it yeah or should we always have something like that in mind at the end right and like my answer would generally be yes because uh, well, okay, I, it's more nuanced than that, right? It depends on why you're doing it exactly. Like, if 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 the primary purpose happens to be to make money, I guess, uh, then yeah, obviously you care about the metrics, like the cold hard numbers, how many people are watching, watch time, for example, that kind of thing. But if that's not uh, the main goal, or if that's not even one of the goals, you know, if the goal is just to put it out there so maybe someone will enjoy it, that kind of thing, then I think like there's kind of two pillars, I would say. Like one pillar is do I enjoy the thing itself? And the other pillar is, do does someone else enjoy it out there? And I think, well, generally speaking, the do I enjoy it should always be present, I think. I, I, I can't, unless it's like paid work. But uh, like even the other pillar, it's nice if it's there, like audience appreciation. But even if that pillar is a bit diminished, like I think the own enjoyment is enough. And like I said, like it's like if you, like imagine that I wasn't putting these blog posts on the web imagine i was just writing them on my own then i wouldn't even bother writing them i just like keep them in my mind i'd scratch some stuff in a notebook like it'd be very like uncoherent and like unorganized and that kind of thing like actually feeling like i have to write it for an audience even if even if there's a non-existence non-existent audience still forces me to get stuff together properly you know yeah a little yeah. bit like it's, put in that effort it's so, interesting how there are uh, certain forms of 
creative uh like endeavors which kind of which like pertain more so to an audience like usually it is thought of as something that will be put in front of an audience and there are other things that are not so much like that but they're still considered creative in nature like a podcast for example is something you know that's very much under it very much falls under like the first thing which is like somebody's gonna listen to this and same thing like same thing for a, a blog same thing for a video um whereas there are certain things where it's like you know i want to create i want to do some woodworking you know i want to build furniture <laughs> or there's something like uh i i want to i want to build like uh, a remote a radio controlled car you know and those yeah. there isn't always an audience for that kind of stuff that the audience is you actually because <laughs> you use the thing at the end that's true yeah <laughs> that's i i like that thinking you are part of the audience because obviously a special part of the audience because you're also the creator but like you can consume your own work in the future and yeah it feels different from consuming someone else's work and yes i know it sounds kind of like a participation prize uh, but still it's (laughs) it's true it doesn't just go into the void uh i was gonna bring this up too like part of the reason that we record episodes is not just for other people to listen but like one day in the future we can listen to i'll admit i haven't listened much to previous episodes but i like i just the thought of listening to future episodes when i'm older even if i cringe at them even if it's literally like to criticize them still like gets me kind of excited like the fact that i can like look at a past record yeah yeah of myself you know like yeah it's it's like that for me too um so like as you know i i take photos i do some photography here and there and then i'll edit a select few of those photos and sometimes upload them on like my instagram uh, and every now and then, like, yeah. every few months, I'll actually go to my profile and just, like, scroll through the photos. And I'll be like, yo, that's a nice photo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or I'll remember, like, the context yeah. in which it was taken. Like, I'll remember where I was, who I was with, what time of day, you know? It kind of brings... It's a, it's like a written... Not written, but it's like a visual document of, of like, my life almost. Or at least the parts that I've, you know, recorded um it's quite nice and same thing with like videos uh you know i haven't really made any videos except for those that i made for high school projects right but even then i'll like sometimes on the off chance i'll be like hey let me i remember that video let me take a look at it and yes it's cringy (laughs) you know it's it's like (laughs) it's very comedic when you look back at it um but it's nice because like again you're reminded of the of that time of your life or you're, you're reminded of the work you put into it uh, the process of creating that thing. So, yeah, I think there's a inherent value in, in doing things like that. Yeah, and like, for okay, like you brought up the example of photos. So, for example, I'm the kind of person who doesn't tend to look that much at, like, past photos. Uh, sometimes I scroll through them every now and then. And they're like, like when I, if I go on, like, a trip or something and there's something nice, maybe I'll snap a few pics, that kind of thing. So, like, let's say I'm the kind of person who doesn't consume them too much, so I also don't put much effort into like taking them in the first place but let's say someone who does enjoy looking at pictures in general or like enjoys it more like i imagine you enjoy like browsing through photos that you've taken more than i do um like in that case like there may have been situations where you thought ah should i take a picture of this and maybe thought nah maybe it's too mundane or you know it's like is this really picture worthy or not but it's basically just to click away okay maybe a little bit of editing away but the point is it doesn't take that much effort to immortalize that moment. And then uh, if it goes in the trash bin, so be it. But like, it might not. And later on, you might be glad that you took that picture. You might be like, you know, if it wasn't for those few pictures, I'd, 
like kind of forget about that day or something like that and i don't know sometimes like things which seemed mundane in the moment seem more special or nostalgic afterwards so it's like like your expectation for something right now is going to be different for your expectation for it in the future your expectation in the future could be higher or lower you can't say for sure you can't just say that oh if my if i how do i say it like if it seems low quality to me now or like not like not that important now you can't say for sure that'll also be true in the future right so i guess being a bit more open-minded in terms of how we'll change not just how an audience is different from us but how our future selves are different from us too yeah and by extension they form the audience if they're not the same person if you're not the same person as when you did that thing right i, I yeah. argue you're kind it's of like, you are part of the audience at that point you're consuming it yeah like you you become the audience over time yeah <laughs> i should clarify that uh i feel like what one reason i do so so i i usually look at the photos i've edited uh m- much more than uh the photos that are just kind of sitting there you know uh mm-hmm. i think i think that's like also something that's just a part of photography um so i think like the editing and the publishing and that kind of stuff helps um because it, it makes right. you more 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 uh what do you call it? It makes you more inclined to like look at those past photos, right? Uh, whereas if you yeah. didn't quite do that, you wouldn't look at the photos as much. Um, maybe you look at it if there was some occasion mm-hmm. that you remember, like somebody's birthday, you took a photo, right? Uh, but I think largely, like, yeah, it, it's it's this is a separate discussion, but like it is quite nice how how like photography, like taking photos and editing it and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 interesting because it makes you process like that that photo in a very in a very unique way and lets you um, put your own like interpretation into the photo. Uh, I've taken mm-hmm. I take like you said you know you'll take photos and you'll take their mundane. I've taken like thousands of them like that, but yeah, for every like one thousand photos that I don't like, there will be one that I do kind of like, and then I'll start editing that one photo. Um, yeah. and then like sometimes I actually post like the before and after of a photo I've taken, right? Um, in the before page, the before photo, it'll look very different from the the after the published photo, right? And uh, it's 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 not always mm-hmm. because, okay, oh, look at me, <laughs> you know, I can change the photo this much from its original thing. Um, it's more so that when I take the photo at the time, I kind of have a different vision or like a a, a, a certain like interpretation of what i'm seeing through like the camera lens right i'm looking at it in a different way and then when it comes to editing i can actually realize that into something physical that others can see um so it's a nice way to like remember i guess your your life almost because like it's almost reflective you know you get to realize Mm -hmm. what you thought of in that moment into a physical record you know yeah through the process of i guess uh, i mean yeah so i'm thinking how that extends to other things like even like recording your voice whether it's for a podcast episode or i don't know like you sing a song at some point and just record yourself doing it that kind of thing i guess that's also and in the process there's some editing too right so that's also some kind of a record maybe not to the same extent as photography uh something like a blog post wouldn't necessarily be like a physical record but just in general yeah the idea of keeping records and i liked one thing that you mentioned about a like okay maybe you take a thousand pics and then one of them stands out and you uh, you want to edit it 
like it looks worthy of being edited so that's the other thing it's like that sometimes the probability of any individual thing that you produce being like being great or like you know being something that's actually worth appreciating the probability for any individual one of them might be very low but then if you do it enough there's going to be some diamonds hiding in there or some gems hiding in there so like you you won't get to those gems if with every single thing you're concerned with this one's not going to meet the bar this one's not going to meet the bar like you're going to say like for 10 things you're going to say this for every single one you're going to say it's not good enough but one of them will be good enough anyways because 10% uh, of the time you're wrong you know so yeah, I guess that's another thing to keep in mind when it comes to expectations. Like, there's a difference between expectations at the like micro level and at the like macro level. And yeah, when you have a large enough like, like sample, yeah. even the low probability things actually happen, right? So I guess it's important to keep that in mind. Yeah. it's it's interesting how like, see, I sometimes uh, I'll like browse through or or I subscribe to like certain I guess people online whether that's on YouTube or whether that's like yeah. on some other platform. Uh, and they, and they say like broadly this, they have the same broad lessons as like what you're saying right now. But I feel like you've kind mm -hmm. of came to those lessons from your own original experience. Uh, like it's interesting how like I'm seeing you like yeah. go through this, I guess, creative <laughs> process of like, okay, now I'm finally making these blog posts about math with my own like twist on them. Uh, and now like you're kind of entering these, these uh very like normal writers like roadblocks writers like you know writer's block is a big thing uh but then like i'm observing yeah. i'm like yeah you know he's at this point <laughs> you know <laughs> this is the problem he's facing right, <laughs> right now and this is what like so-and-so person talked about when i watched their video or listened to their podcast or whatever you know uh so i think like, it right. is interesting <laughs> and it shows like that this stuff is universal yeah like it was like independent kind of discovery that like most people in this process will come to heads with at some point uh that just reminded me like i think literally uh a little bit earlier today like not too much earlier i got a newsletter i'll just say what's from it it's, it's the only Abdal newsletter uh sub subscribe to ur2 right <laughs> so i think he he sent a new one out maybe it was today. Oh, i haven't i haven't seen it and uh or i i yeah, I read it today in any case. And then, like, one of the points he was talking about, he was talking about, like, YouTubers and stuff like that. So it wasn't, like, directly relevant to me. Well, at least not yet, but <laughs> uh, maybe one day. But uh, there was a point he had about, like, uh, uh, the importance of, like, consistency, like, especially in your first year and stuff, or, like, putting stuff out there, not worrying too much about, like, the quality or, like... He said quantity over quality, which is interesting, because usually you hear the opposite, right? Usually you hear quality over quantity. Like, oh, have some few good yeah. stuff, gems, rather than a lot of scattered things. That makes sense for certain things like publications, maybe, you know, like it's probably better to have a few like good publications and good journals than a lot of publications and like no name journals. Okay, I get that. But then with something like content, it's like you can put a few good things out. Like I've had cases where I've been subbed to people and I unsubbed from them because they took so damn long to make a new thing. Mm. You know, I was like, uh, you know, like, why is this sub just sitting? Like, it just reminds me of, oh, this person used to make videos. They haven't done anything for four months. It just makes me feel sad and I unsub. <laughs> Whereas, like, if someone makes videos regularly, even if I don't watch a lot of them, I still watch some of them. I still feel kind of engaged. You know, I'm like, hey, let's, there's always something new going on, you know? And, yeah, so it's, it's interesting advice, like, quantity over quality. And over time, the quality comes, that's true. And, like, you, you start to yeah. get a better sense of what's good quality, what's bad quality. That that's another thing. Like we think we're good critics at the beginning, but we're actually bad critics. Over time, we become better critics. Like that's something we have to. Get yeah, used to. <laughs> uh, it's kind of his spiel. Like he says that 
quite often about quantity over quality. Ah, okay. Um, it, yeah, it is one okay. of those things, but it's true. Like, uh, like in the age of, I guess, like the internet, it's kind of flipped a lot of these, uh, these, uh, what do you call it? Like staple pieces of advice that you normally get or you normally right. receive. <laughs> uh, like, yes, usually quality is better than quantity. And that's usually because there's some kind of regulatory side to this stuff, right? Um, you, like the yeah. the ten pieces of work that you've produced that are like low quality. Um, either they're not going to make it through that mm-hmm. regulatory process, whether that's like a, a journal, whether that's um, an art museum, right? And and even if they do, then yeah, people might not receive it well, right? And because you have such a small sample of people that actually will look at it. It's it's kind of risky, you know. It's risky when it comes to putting that much time uh, into like ten things, right? Even if the the the, the yeah. time per unit item is low, because it's like I said, it's quality over quality. The overall amount of time you spend is substantial, right? But then, yeah, with with the with the advent of the internet and like you know how it's used nowadays, right? Because it wasn't always used the same way. Now it's like very much creative consumer type of atmosphere uh with with like today's internet it's kind of flipped that because you don't quite have the regulatory side um and most like especially not not in like the direct consumer platforms like youtube instagram whatever podcast platform you're using um it's going straight to the audience and because your audience is not just like 50 people who are art connoisseurs and it comes to the art museum it's not them it's like i don't know how many people are on the internet but i'd say like probably a billion right yeah a billion have some form of access to the internet yeah, at least some, it's probably more than that but it's a rough right. estimate yeah, yeah it's um, probably more it's yeah. like yeah you have such a large sample size you're like you're inevitably gonna find a group of people who are gonna like what you work on right they're going to like it and yeah. they're going to end up like following you or you know subscribing to what you do um and so it's not, in that case, it's not a question of like, is this going to be good enough for so-and-so peer reviewer to like read it, right? And pass it along. It's more so like, hey, let me, let me work on yeah. this stuff. You know, let me, let me actually enjoy what I'm working on and not be too critical to the point where I like sabotage my progress. And let me just put it out there. Yeah. With such a large sample size, even if like 0.1% of people like it, that's still probably in a thousand, right? If not hundreds of thousands, yeah. but you know. Um, and so it's just interesting, like, <laughs> usually I get that kind of advice too, about oh, it's quality over quantity, but then it, you have to look at the broader context of like, in what realm does that make sense? Right. In the normal world, it makes sense. Right. But then you have like this digital world where it's people just trade in their time so easily for like content. Right. And so in that case, it, yeah, <laughs> a lot of the stuff is flipped. Yeah, and uh, like on the topic of quantity quality, actually something I want to bring up even before just, oh, we've held reach like 40 minute marks, so I won't go on too much longer, but like I think it's worth noting that uh, it's impossible to have high expectations for like all aspects of a thing. Like, you know, one aspect is the quality, one aspect is the quantity, one aspect might be, I don't know, like uh, uh, satisfaction or like the stress that you get out of it and that kind of stuff. Like if you try to have high expectations for a few of these things you're going to be forced probably to have low expectations for some things like you might be like someone who's a perfectionist might think that they can have high expectations for everything 
that's not true like if you have high expectations for everything you're gonna end up having to have like low expectations for sleep or something you know it's gonna bite you in the behind somewhere somehow yeah there's a limiting factor somewhere in there you know yeah so it's a matter of like which things are like worth caring about more and which things are worth caring about less so like in the quantity quality thing for example if you have high expectations for quality then you'll you're probably going to be forced to have lower expectations for quantity you know because it's really hard to put like high quality stuff out like very consistently unless you've mastered your craft right but at the beginning at the beginning that's hard so you have to like take the pill and say okay if i just re reduce my standards for quality a little bit yeah it'll feel a bit weird at first putting stuff out which maybe you don't even enjoy like you don't appreciate that much yourself but that'll let you like boost up the other metrics like qu quantity which might be more important yeah. right so yeah I, I guess my takeaway message is like look you're gonna have to sacrifice some threshold somewhere probably it's a matter of like being wise and like knowing which ones which battles are worth losing if you can even call that and which ones are worth yeah, winning yeah. you know so like like with yeah. uh with with a lot of uh i know that i know you watch vsauce or you know on the off chance that he uploads but I think there was some point, there yeah. was some point, and, and for those who don't know Vsauce, he's like an online YouTube educator who makes like videos on science, math, and like just all sorts of, just like knowledge in general, like psychology, history. He has a very unique style. Uh, but anyway, there was some point at which like he probably made videos way more frequently, like maybe every two weeks or something like that, right? Or um, once a month, but still fairly frequently. Or yeah. one, once a month. Regularly. Yeah, still fairly frequently. But, like, now he can afford to make a video, like, once every six months, right? Because he's yeah. got, like, <laughs> he's in everybody's subscriptions, you know, whether you like it or not. So, like, if he makes a video, um, and I'm not saying he, he doesn't, he, prob he probably puts a lot of time into his videos. He probably puts, like, months, like, two or three months worth of work into his videos now. But he can afford to, like, not have a continuous stream of things out there. Right, and you can actually invest that into like making better, even more thoughtful videos than is already like quite immersive, st immersive videos that are already out there. Um. So yeah, even though even though like you know I have like this very high standard of if I'm to make something, I want to be perfect from the get go, and I think that that often stifles me. Even even though that's like my my default inclination, like I can't help but like agree that hey you know if it's if you can, if if you if you if you were to decide between making videos, for example, writing a blog post more infrequently, but at a much higher or at a higher standard, like maybe once every few months, versus just dialing back the standard a little bit and having like a better return on investment in terms of like how frequently you put out whatever it is that you're working on, then maybe option B is better, especially at the beginning. And later on, when you when mm -hmm. you get like the the audience, then you can start to afford to go back to option A. Right. Yeah. And like it's again like it's hard to have like both maxed out. There's always some kind of trade off, but like along this trade off, like different uh, points along the trade off make more sense at different points in time. Right. And I, I find it interesting that like we, <laughs> it seems like a lot of us have this kind of thought in our mind. Like this, uh, like what I was bringing up about like lowering expectations a little bit, you know, being less critical of ourselves, but like actually putting in practice is usually harder, right? Like, uh, like I didn't, for example, at the beginning of this uh, episode, I thought that like, um, 
for well for one thing i thought that you'd be a little bit critical of the idea <laughs> of my idea no not in the context of like talking about it but like that you'd you'd have like the opposite viewpoint or not the opposite something like that you know but then i was a little bit surprised when i said that you yourself believe that sometimes like your like you know desire for a certain level of quality stifles you you know that kind of thing it's like i didn't expect that but then even with myself like sometimes i like i said i also feel stifled by it and that surprised me i thought like oh i didn't think i'd be the kind of person who would be like you know hung over about like the quality of this post or something and whether i should put it out or not yet or this or that but i kind of discovered that i am so it's like something that probably a lot of people have to work on yeah it also depends on because again like quality is not an objective measure like to yeah. use uh, we, we mentioned this earlier but briefly like to you what seems like a profound product creative product <laughs> is uh would be like extremely extremely like out there for others right you might have different standards where and likewise to you something that is say a little subpar might be like right up somebody's like alley in terms of oh this is you know they, they won't see like any flaws that you've managed to pick out in what you worked on they'll just see like the final product and the message behind it and they'll be like no oh, this is nice i i enjoyed this right so quality unless like unless you go to like you know unless you go to like movie um you know critiques or like those those organized yeah, forms yeah. of art critique <laughs> largely like to, to right. a larger audience it's like again you have such a large sample right people will like different things yeah if you didn't like what you put out uh as much as you wanted well it doesn't quite uh it doesn't quite um stifle you right some people will like it yeah um and something that would stifle you more more is actually not putting that thing out there because now you just put in so much work into it and you're like, oh, no, yeah. this is not good enough. Let me throw it in the trash can. <laughs> right. Like all that waste of work. Yeah. Okay. I think we've just about hit the 50-minute mark, and I didn't have much else to say. But uh, I think we yeah, we basically covered, like, what I had in mind, like the kind of answers that I wanted, that kind of thing. So that was good. Okay. You want to plug your blog post? <laughs> What's your blog? Sure. Plug it. Uh, like, the, the URL is subject to change, kind of. But for now, like... Uh, Actually, just go to my personal website, abrarakazi.com, and you can find it there. It's easier than just saying the actual URL how do you, to the blog. How do you yeah. spell it? A-B-R-A-R-K-A-Z-I.com. All right. You, you want to you wanna say I... it in NATO format? Alpha, beta, Romeo? Oh, alpha, beta, Romeo, alpha, Romeo. <laughs> what is Kappa? K? I don't know. Kappa, alpha, Kappa. Zulu, uh, India? I think India. India, you know them. Nice. Yeah. Because you can watch those like plain radio videos <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I didn't think I'd do this today, but you know what? It would be hypocritical not to after everything we've said. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know how I feel yeah, about this. You found the out in the public. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you've got you've to gotta put in some kind of uh, search engine indexing. Or you got to, because right now, like your your blog, it's it kind of sits in Notion's pocket. You know, <laughs> like nobody oh, can yeah. find it uh, except if you give them the link. So I think you need to uh, you need to have some way. You need to have some kind of beacon. Either you either you publish it as an actual website where 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 you can then uh, work on the SEO. You know, so it so it mm -hmm. finds its way through search engines, or you have another way of putting it out there. Maybe make a Twitter account. 
that'll be interesting. Uh, you got yeah. options. Yeah, I guess. Didn't think too much about advertising yet, but yeah, that's something. Something I need to look into. Well, I just did my first advertising today, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna go on a tour, huh? You're gonna be, go to everybody's podcast. And yeah. You're, you're gonna plug it in there. <laughs> okay. You're gonna go to New York Times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think. Uh, I think we'll leave it there. All right. See you uh, in the next episode. Yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it or have any thoughts you want to share, shoot us an email at hello.unfocus at gmail.com. Also, if you have any ideas, topics, or questions you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us a voice message to our email address. We'd love to have your thoughts be the catalyst for future discussions. If you'd rather not have your voice played on our podcast, you can also send us a written email and we'll be happy to take it up on our next episode. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Sayonara. Adios.